Hello and welcome to the Family Leaders Capital Connection, where we talk Iowa and national politics from a Christian perspective. My name is Daniel Sonny. I'm Director of Policy here for the Family Leader. With me is Chuck Hurley, Vice President and Chief Counsel. Chuck, second funnel week is Friday, March 18th. What does that mean for us? What does that mean for the people in the audience? 30 years ago, when I was in the legislature, we figured out that you can't pass every bill. So you have to start narrowing it. So we narrowed it in first funnel. Now we're narrowing it way further in second funnel. Just means if a bill doesn't get out of the committee of the opposite chamber where the bill started, it's dead. So, so in the simplest terms, that means a lot of bills are going to die. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. The legislature can only handle a few dozen major bills mm -hmm. in a year and maybe a few more dozen minor bills. But there are literally hundreds of bills filed every year. So you have to winnow it down. A thousand or so. Yeah, so, close to 1,000. So what that means is we're working on our priorities, trying to keep them alive and moving forward, and, uh, and at least one case, trying to keep a bill not alive and not moving forward. Uh, and the gambling. Yeah, yes, yep. So we've got some good news on that and some bad news. One is um, we do have one of our top priorities, a church freedom bill. Uh, it says that uh, it's actually a response to what we saw in some other states during COVID, where churches were closed and casinos and movie theaters were left open, uh, this bill says that you can't treat religious expression and religious institutions worse than secular ones. Mm -hmm. And one of these bills also says that you've got to treat religious freedom as a fundamental constitutional right the way the Constitution says you should. First Amendment, it's a fundamental right. It's a hallowed right. It's one of the main rights that our founders set up because of the persecution in the old countries. So, so yeah, it, it requires the utmost scrutiny called strict scrutiny in the courts. That was the way it was for 199 years mm -hmm. in America. And then there was a goofy Supreme Court case. Now the federal Congress and president and 31 states have corrected that, but Iowa hasn't corrected it yet. So we're just trying to get this clarification on the books this year. We're close. This bill should be funnel proof in both chambers. But it's not quite there yet, so, so we're, we're trying to make sure that yeah. that happens. And we spent a fair amount of time this week yes. working to make that happen, yep. and, and we will continue to do that up until second funnel. There are also some school transparency bills, some parental authority in schools bills that are at risk. I, I know of a, a couple in the House. Uh, I know of a parental bill of rights uh, in the Senate mm -hmm. that have not advanced and it would be very difficult for now for them to advance quickly enough to survive the second funnel. So why all these bills about parental rights and transparency in the schools? Because of what parents found out during COVID, in many cases they found out that there were bad philosophies being taught. There were pornographic materials mm -hmm. made available to kids as young as junior high. And so parents have been storming the Capitol, literally, some, probably the biggest energy this year at the Capitol has been parents coming to the Capitol and expressing their concerns. So, a whole bunch of bills filed, some bills made out of the first funnel, some will die in second funnel, but I'm convinced that before this session is over, there will be something significant to protect parents' rights in the public school. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Chuck. All is not lost here yet. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't contact your representatives and, and let them know that these bills are important to you. 
But all is not lost. The governor's education proposal, which is funnel-proof, at least in the House, mm -hmm. has some important transparency aspects in it. There are other vehicles mm -hmm. for the legislature to use to keep some of these transparency bills alive, even if the original bill doesn't make it. The idea can still survive as language in a different bill later. That's right. And I think we should really celebrate, Chuck, because our other top priorities, at least right now, those are funnel-proof, and we're still seeing advances on those. The MOMS bill, the MOMS Act, mm -hmm. um, funding pregnancy help organizations is mm -hmm. funnel-proof. Mm -hmm. um, the governor's education proposal, at least in the House, is funnel-proof, and, mm -hmm. and we're optimistic that something will be done on student first scholarships and education savings accounts, mm -hmm. <laughs> please do contact your legislators yes. because it is close. But we are optimistic on that fight. But we are very thankful for the, for the many bills that are funnel-proof and, and will still advance, hopefully, yet this year. Yeah, and you mentioned our top priority this year at the legislature is school choice because so many children's hearts and minds and souls are at stake on what they're taught and and what parents uh, who don't have a lot of money uh, can't do right now, and that is just choose, choose sometimes a, a, an ideal or better school for their child because they're stuck in a school that's teaching them maybe critical race theory, Marxism, uh, sexual promiscuity, things that really uh, they don't agree with. And so some really good news from this week. Uh, in the House, where the holdup is on the governor's school choice bill, uh, a very strong bill came out of subcommittee. Uh, I had the privilege of helping Reverend Keith A. Ratliff testify about what school choice means to the poorest of the poor. Uh, parents, as we spoke of a couple minutes ago, were there in droves. The room was completely packed. There wasn't standing room. There were people outside the door. Um, and then there were hundreds of private school children just outside the door in the rotunda making a lot of noise during the uh, subcommittee because that was uh, school choice week or the celebration of school choice. And so Tuesday was a huge day on the Hill and a good day. And the bill now moves to the full appropriation. And, and that's a really big deal because that is the first time this year that that bill has advanced. So yep. we are in, in the I house. Think, in the house. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Yep. It's yep. We are in week nine, I think. Yep. Uh, the bill sat in the House Education Committee for, for several weeks. Mm -hmm. It got moved to the House Appropriations Committee, and it got its first subcommittee nine weeks into the legislative session. Yep. And good testimony, Chuck. I, I, I was unable to be there, but I know you were there in the whole, during yeah. the whole subcommittee. I hear great things about the testimony there, there from were, our side. There were great things about the testimony, and the greatest things were the parents, who showed their passion and concern. Uh, one lady broke down crying. And then a couple of students, one from inner city uh, Columbus, Ohio, who literally was, was saved out of a terrible situation and given a chance to thrive. And he's now traveling the country talking about his story. So school choice affects real people. We heard from a couple of those. The one spontaneous ovation during that entire hour plus was this young man whose life had been radically helped by school choice. It was a phenomenal story. So we're, we're making progress. However, if you would please take two to five minutes, get a hold of your state representative in the House of Representatives, uh, we're still probably 
one or two or three or four votes short. We, we haven't got quite the 51 that we need. And there will be a link in the description for that. Please click on that. If you haven't already, let your representative know what that means to you. Mm -hmm. And Chuck, let's also talk about that rally that happened on Tuesday. It was a rally for school choice, sure. hundreds of students, mm -hmm. uh, teachers, administrators. The rotunda was full. It was a great day. Well, the energy is with school choice. I noticed during the subcommittee, I wasn't out at the rally because we had to be in the committee room, but the opponents of school choice are starting to say things like, if this does pass, it needs to have this restriction. That's always it. a good sign. <laughs> so, so the momentum is there, the energy is there, the young people are showing up, and Private education and homeschooling has grown significantly since COVID because so many parents became aware of some things that, unfortunately, maybe they'd been passive on before, but they were forced to engage when the children were being schooled at home. Well, thank you, Chuck. Thank you for that report on school choice, mm -hmm. and thank you for joining us today at the Family Leaders Capital Connection. If you would like to learn more about The Family Leader, you can visit our website, thefamilyleader.com. You can also sign up for legislative updates to hear more about our work at the Capitol. The link for that is in the description. Connect with us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can contact us at info at the family leader. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please click subscribe. Next week, we'll have an update on what bills have survived the second funnel. Hopefully all of our priorities. Mm -hmm. We'll see you then. This podcast is a project of the Family Leader and the Family Leader Foundation and is only possible through the generous support of our donors. If you would like to partner with us in our work, please visit thefamilyleader.com slash donate.